very good evening to you and welcome to what is episode one of a brand new podcast called Kelly Memorabilia, where we're going to be talking about bits and pieces from the history of Scotland's oldest professional football club. And we're going to be chatting, of course, at times as well about current current events, both on and, and off the pitch in this strangest of all seasons, which we hope is going to come to a happier conclusion uh, for us in the next few weeks. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome along as our guest on this first outing tonight, Sandy of Kilmarnock Matchworn Shirts, who I'm, I'm quite certain uh, a lot of our listeners will, will know from Twitter, uh, from some of the fantastic posts that, that Sandy makes there and, and some of the, the tracking shots that he has in his own collection and we're going to be getting into those very shortly. So Sandy, what's what's it been like not being able to get to Rugby Park this season? Well firstly Rob, thank you for inviting us along. Um, it's always good to, to chat about our passion and uh, particularly for myself the combined passion of our wonderful club with football shirts. So again thanks for inviting us along to answer your question. Um, brutal, <laughs> you know, missing missing the football dreadfully. Like anybody that's a fan, you know, not just of Kelly, but of any football club, in my opinion. Um, it's as we all know, it's it's much more than a game. It's an experience. It's the, you know, from the, as soon as the game finishes, you build up to the next game. It's the build up in the day. It's the chat in between. It's the the pre match nerves. It's, it's excitement. Um, the game sometimes is almost secondary in some way, but the, the whole experience as a fan, um, whether it's a you know a victory and, and going away elated or a defeat and we're away chewing the fat trying to you know correct the, the, the ways of the world as such, it's just such a part of your life as a fan. And you know, I've been a fan myself since you know, trying to you know, I'm one of these kind of guys that I don't remember my first game. You know, right. I, I don't have that kind of memory where I can never remember, but probably in the, in the region of 69, 70, 1969, 70, but, you know, so I go back a long way, always been a fan, so it's in my DNA, it's in the blood, and, you know, for us guys like ourselves, when we've been watching the game from one of the really dark days in the second division, struggling away to... They were in cup finals and such like. So we've been there and, you know, the highs and the lows. But in reflection, it, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful experience being a football fan. And Kelly gives you the experiences of highs and lows. And we're not like some other clubs with a sense of entitlement. I think we sometimes, are, <laughs> this is where we are a bit more grounded because we realise that the good times don't last for very long. And this scene's a classic example when, We've done exceptionally well recently, but now we're kind of fighting for a degree of survival. Mm. But when you have a fan for many years that, you know, th this is kind of unexpected, but it's not unexpected. Bringing back to the question again, you know, it's just part of the, your DNA as a fan. And certainly for myself this year, like a lot of people, it's been really difficult not being able to support your team when, when they need the support. I kind of feel that, you know, the great work going on to get Kelly TV and such like, and it's wonderful to see the games. 
but it's just not quite the same as live entertainment. No. Whether whether you're in the middle of January freezing up in the stands or whether you're sitting there on a, a beautiful August day with a t-shirt on, I would rather have that any day than sitting in your living room watching a, a stream from somewhere. Absolutely. So a massive sense of of you know absence and and missing the actual live event. Yeah. And and as you say, I think there's so much more to it than just going along to the stadium and you know where you sit in your seat as it is now and for 90 minutes it's the people that sit around you and you get to know them you know over the years and, and you get down there at half time and, and you get chatting to folk and it's it's amazing sometimes as you know when you, you, you talk to folk at half time you don't even know their name that's and, right and, and these are folk that you might have been talking to for years yeah you no know, but it just becomes a habit and it's amazing how much you just miss that interaction and, and have done over the past year. And as you say, particularly when the team's been struggling, yeah, as they have been recently, um, it's it's even more difficult when you're you're watching in Kelly TV and it's just it's just not the same. And you, no, can't, it's not the same. you can't influence, you know, things in any way as, as fans often do. And yeah. But I think we're both a lot more hopeful after Saturday's result against Motherwell that we can now pull ourselves out of this hole in the next few weeks. I think the again prior to Saturday, I think we probably said that the Motherwell game could have been one of the biggest of the season because going into the uh, international break with a loss, I think would have been really, really damaging to the morale of the club. Mm-hmm. However, going in with a good solid victory gives us a couple of weeks to, to prepare for the Ross County game, give us a couple of weeks to work in the psychology of that match, because make no bones about it, that is one massive game. Yeah. Sure. You know, and if we can get get a result there, that all of a sudden we're, we're out that, even the, the playoff position, mm-hmm. destiny is in our own hands. Very much so. It's the slight nervousness is, and being a kind of pragmatist that... <clears throat> We have been here before that the kind of games we go in thinking, you know, the we have a good chance here, but potentially the favourite is in some ways where we come unstuck. Right. I think because Kelly historically has always been a wee bit of a uh, beneficial to be the underdog. But we can't ask for, I don't think we can ask for anything better than this next match against Ross County. If we can do well, I think the destiny that I will on 100% in their own hands. And I think we'll get the squad, we'll now get the manager, and with the introduction of, of Kyle, we've got a leader on that part that's bringing, I think, some other players along with him. Yeah, something, is, something that's been missing, that, that type of player, as you say again, and Kyle Lafferty has immediately come in and transformed the team, and, and it just looks so much more organised than that top third of the pitch. And undoubtedly, Tommy Wright, uh, a very experienced manager, of course. He, he knows what he's about and he, he now seems to have a more settled team over the last few games. I think he, he now knows what he sees as his best 11 uh, for these games coming up. And I think we'll see the benefit of that. Yeah, I'd agree entirely. I think that, that stability of a team, players getting a wee bit more familiar with their colleagues' positioning, what they're kind of seeing in the park. But you've got you know, I've got the experience of Lafferty now, and you know, I can't, you know, state enough how big an influence I think he will be in the running. You know, he, he, his stats already is exceptional. 
and when you watch him in the past, yeah, he's maybe been an arsehole and we've not particularly liked playing against him in the past, but he's the type of player that you need in your team, somebody that's prepared to get in their faces. Yeah. And even his goal up at uh, Dingwall when you watched him, I thought it was brilliant. You know, his first shot, it, was re- it kind of rebounded. Everybody else stood still, but he followed oh, it up yeah. and banged it in. And it was just like, would some of our other strikers or kind of frontline guys maybe have the experience to do that? I'm not quite sure they would have. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. But I think I think I think Kyle has made one massive thing, which is he's he's definitely got a work ethic and he's got the experience to bring in other people into the game and, and lift their spirits and get them fighting hard. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching the team play over the last couple of games, particularly in Saturday the second half, you've seen that fight, you've seen that enthusiasm, you've seen the hard work. And, and Lafferty is, is a pivotal part to that. Very much so. Very much so. So, much more hopeful, I think, um, than the night have been prior to Saturday, which, which is all to the good. And, and thinking about memorabilia, it's been interesting with not being able to attend the, the games this season where it seems that shirt sales have been at the highest for many a year. And obviously the, the new... The Hummel kit, which we've had for this season, mm-hmm. has has sold really well. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that part of that is is due to people wanting to have a bit of memorabilia in, in, in their hands in order to feel that connection with the club. Yes. Of course, the club shop's been, been closed as well during lockdown. But, you know, I, I think it, it is one of the, arguably one of the better kits um, in some ways of, of previous recent years as well? I think the Hummel decision has, has been really successful because some kind of looked at it, you know, moving away from Nike and such like as if it was going to be the right decision. But Nike, a lot of stock shirts and such like. Hummel, different decision, um, a bit more contemporary. I think they're pretty modern, almost kind of European feel about some of them. I think just Plain and simple, they're two beautiful shirts. They are. And yeah. I, I think the, you, you obviously classic blue and white stripe, it's a nice design from it, some shades back to, to some shirts of the past. And then the classic white. And all going back to the, when they came out at first, the, the slight concern or apprehension about the Browning's logo. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, don't think it, I don't think it detracts from the shirt greatly. No. But what it has done is that decision to go with Hummel, a couple of cool shirts. It, uh, it certainly generated good income for the club at yeah. a season and a time when we really need them. So the decision, again, in hindsight, was 100% the correct decision. Absolutely. And and something we've always also had this year, I'm just going to pick it up here. Now, this is the original. Uh-huh. It's been interesting to see the old... Being a podcast, uh, listeners can't see this one at the moment, but I'm holding up a Mitchell and Struthers sponsored shirt from 1985, uh, which was manufactured by Umbro. And the club have recently, I'm sure you know, produced a replica of this, which has also sold really well. And, you know, it's one of those debates that I have back, I like to have back and forth with people. I've had it for years. I, I still prefer the hoop shirts. Uh-huh. And I think that comes down to 
what what Kelly played in when you first started going, and and for me it was the hoops. And I know other people have the view, and, and I accept this that they associate the hoops with a very difficult time in the club's history yeah. during the nineteen eighties. You know when we were really struggling. And we went down to the second division eventually. And then, of course, the Stripes came back yep. around that time and, and, and they coincided with an upturn in the fortunes. But, you know, I can remember older people as well talking about the hoops and saying, you know, that that's Kelly's traditional design. Yes. It's been back to the 40s and 50s and so on. Again, you know, the club always wore blue and white hoops. Um, so what, what's your own preference when it comes to that? It's interesting because the you know I think my maths are correct. I think we've wore the hoops more often than the stripes, uh-huh. and and I think uh, I'm a particular advocate of the hoops. I not again it's a contrarian position. You either kind of it's like marmite, you love it or hate it. And I think that some people clearly associate the hoops with the darker days, and yeah. you know don't darken a door. My first shirt as a boy was you know I'll maybe talk about it later was the the three stripe white blue admiral you know and it's a classic but immediately after that was the the early hoop shirts yeah the early ombros and they're just that's an affinity from from a young boy being a fan and having your first shirts i do particularly the hoops and i think there is a place to maybe try them at some point in time and yeah i, I would certainly Certainly, have no issue at all about hoops going back. I think maybe a lot of a the younger fan base never having seen the hoops in real life might be maybe have a different opinion, but I do think they're smart. Yeah. And I think I think the other thing is as well, Rob, that with some of the contemporary designs, the hoops can be quite impressive. Shirt. You yeah. see some cool shirts about the continent, and you know hoops could be a nice part and be something different for the fan base just to actually. You know, just just have that little something different, and again, that could be a good income generator for the club. Yeah. As you said, the, the replicas have have done well. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. done well, and I think that, that there is a demand for something slightly different. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. if we get us get a survival first, who knows next year? <laughs> Here's hoping. But you know, obviously, we're both fans of big fans of shots and Kelly shots naturally, in, in particular. So how did how did you get first get into collecting some of the match worn shirts yourself? Uh, so an intro, I was doing a bit of reflection in, in forty night, and uh, quite interesting because you know way back in the day, I'm talking probably probably about I don't know seventy five, seventy six, seventy seven. I used, to, I used to sell programs for the club. Right. To sell programs. I remember going into the, you know, the old frontage of the wee window just on the left hand side of the main entrance. And mm-hmm. you went there as a boy, probably legal now at that age, mind you. <laughs> you grabbed a batch of programs for Stuart Leyburn and you went and found a hot spot anywhere in the streets round about Rugby Park. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, you got your couple of quid, you look for the buses coming in for your drossing and such like, or you went down to Charles Street where the people had a wee bit more cash, and you hope they make a couple of quid and you get your ticket into the game. And really, for myself, it wasn't about shots at all at that time. It was programmes. You know, it was not only selling programmes, it was it was collecting programmes. There was no internet then. It was mail order from 
Steve Erland, different things like that down and down south, or going to places like Somerset and going to reprogram hut, a few grounds to them. And kind of one thing led to another. And, you know, I was kind of forced it in a way because my father had kind of close contacts with the Lachlan brothers way back in the day. Right. And had a couple of a couple of interesting pieces of memorabilia. And you know, a couple of shirts. Shirts in the days were quite difficult to get a hold of, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. They weren't readily given out by the club at all. You know, there was none of this changing at half time and everybody had their own number and had reams and reams of shirts. Shirts lasted a long time until they literally fell apart. But there was an on occasion. What what the fatal mistake I made was about 1979 when I discovered punk rock. <laughs> And uh, my collective mind frame went into vinyl records. records. Yeah. And I gave all my Kelly stuff away. Oh, I right. literally gave everything away because it was that stupid age where I needed space for vinyl and I couldn't get enough of that. And the memory of all this, there was a neighbour that was, was kind of becoming real into Kilmarnock at the time. And I said, look, that might be more beneficial for that you know, young chap getting the stuff, and I gave it away, which I regret massively yeah. uh, in reflection, but it is what it is. <laughs> and literally just going to, you know, plod along being a fan. And wouldn't that be around about 2000 and 2005, six season, I think, again, I, I was very, very fortunate. Met uh, Stevie Murray after a game, Hibs game, 7th of May. And was chatting to V Stevie. You remember it? She came out with a couple of shirts. Um, I was with my daughter at the time. And she had, ironically, she had the, the yellow shirt on, um, the same shirt that he had right. on. And he just handed her a shirt. Of course, she wasn't particularly interested. She was just there in the day to enjoy a lovely sunny day. Yeah. And that kind of triggered the appetite again. And from there on, really, I've been just gathering. Mm-hmm. on occasions through the seasons where we can pick them up. Um, so that's a wee bit of a kind of background to, to the collective approach I've, I've had over the years yeah. and almost that kind of, kind of get the entering back in. So you're around about 15 years ago, can I start active collecting again? Yeah. Well, that's, that's really interesting as you say, some of these moments that you don't expect in the likes of Stevie Murray uh, just happening to hand your shot and, and it goes from there. Yeah, um, I know, know for myself, it's going back probably to about the early 2000s now. And there was a guy, I think it was quite early on in, in eBay. Yeah, you know, I don't think eBay had been a thing for that long. But there was a guy who, who at that point was selling Kelly shirts. And I picked up a real, you know, run of them from probably the late 80s. Onwards, yeah, um, not much more than at that point, but just you know, the replica shots that that I didn't have, and I, you know, they didn't cost all that much at the time. And in particular, I was I was getting things like the the strip, the, the team war in Korea. Oh, yeah, clearly, it's it's one that a lot of folk like now. It's it, you know, the, the dark blue and red. They kind of half and half, they kind of 94 95, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I was about. Was it was. Is that, that, I tell you an interesting fact then? 
Yeah. Um, not a factor of any interest other than it may well have been me because I used to trade in shirts as well. Right. Before I moved into Max Warner, I used to sell a lot of shirts on, on eBay or yeah, way, way back in the day. Um, right. A lot of commander shirts, actually. <laughs> not much warm. Not much warm. Um, no, no, just replica. Purely, purely replica, and it was, it was just, it was a bit of a source of income. It was I was selling shirts to particularly the Far East. You know, a lot of the the you got a Man United shirt way back in the day. You got that green and yellow thing where they kind of laced, they, yeah. they'd bite their hand off or things like that. Yeah. But commander, commander shirts were very popular back. Mm-hmm. back in the early days. Not saying it was myself, but I did have a, a bit yeah, of a trade for a few years, so there's every chance. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it, it just really went from there that I, I picked up so many at that time. And then it became a quest, I suppose, to, to try and get as, as many of them as possible. And, you know, Matt, you were mentioning your first shot there being the, the Admiral Classic one from the, the mid-70s. Yeah. Um, my first one was, and I'll, I'll show you this one as well. The late 70s, early 80s. And eventually, I managed to get what is probably still my favourite because it's a long sleeve version. And yeah. It's obviously been worn. Um, and it, we, were, we were speaking about the hoops earlier, and, and that. You know, is, is the one I really wanted to get back to. And, and I so obviously picked that one up. And also, um, I can't remember what it was I swapped. I think it was another shot. But I managed to get, yeah. <clears throat> it was my favourite away shot. And this one's particularly meaningful for me. It's um, for our listeners. This time it's the red and white vertical stripes kit. From again, the cherry red, it was called, wasn't it? And this was actually, it was worn in the first ever game I, did, I saw, which was against Rangers. And uh, Bobby Street scored the winner. Uh-huh. And, and so I was desperate, obviously, to get hold. I had a replica version of that when I was, when I was young. Uh, but to get a, an actual player in was, was fantastic. And even just looking at the, the material on that yeah. you know, it's, it's almost woven. It's almost woven. It's knitted almost. And it is. It's interesting yeah. because they are two, they two shirts themselves are, are on that kind of, kind of almost, uh, you know, bucket list for myself. They're duties, but they are, they are really like hen's teeth. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a few, there's a few out there. I've seen a few of the hoops. Yes. Uh, but I, 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 you'll very, very seldom see the red and white stripe. And it's a beautiful shirt. It is, it is a beautiful shirt, and I was delighted uh, a few years back there in season 13-14, just, just recently, where yep. they brought back the, the closest to that. Yep. It had a, a, a black v-neck, and actually, this is a, an early template of that one. Okay. Um, which is a character, as you can see as well. Yep. It's got a white collar. It's red and white stripes, again, with vertical stripes. Um, yeah. And it was never it was never issued until it became the one that the club yeah. then used. And, but I love I loved that that recently, and going back to that classic away strip. Yeah. I got a couple of the, the newer ones up at Dundee. Last game of the season, got um, Rory McKenzie gave us a shot and uh, Jude Winchester. 
oh, gave aye. us a shit from that match as well. They come out after the game. Right. They drove up my son and I, and uh, it was uh, my... Uh, I love that shot, because it, it did bring back memories of that 80s away away yeah. shot. And just, you know, again, get back to a day when you're younger and you see your heroes, just the red and white just always bring back memories of John Buck. Yes. Big classic player, you know, I could bang them in for fun. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. they're, they're beautiful shirts, and as I say, I've seen one or two, but again, they they they, they shirts they, they play, many of the players didn't even get their shirts to keep. No, no, you, you, I mean, I've spoken to, to a, a former player and his wife recently, and uh, they were saying, you know, that, I'll, I'll, I'll not say who it was because obviously, it's going to keep contents. Yeah. One, one of the, a, a commander icon I was speaking to, communicating back forward, at some amount of appearances, and he's got one shirt. One shirt from his days at Kelly. Right. And you said, you, you don't realise in the way back in the day that we, we just didn't get shirts to keep what they do nowadays. You know, some of these players can keep shirts from almost every second game. Yeah. But nowadays it was, you know, very, very, very difficult. And the, the, if you're in the 80s, the club didn't have much disposable income either, so... No. No, the, the distribution no. of shots was a bit tighter. It was, and and there's one, there's another one. Gonna gonna fill up. I'm always I'm always surprised myself at the popularity of this one, and it's from season ninety two, ninety three. Now I think a lot of folk associate this with with Tommy Burns. Yes. Uh, in a very happy period when we were promoted and, and back in the Premier League and it's I don't even know entirely how to describe this one um, <laughs> the, the design's so unique it's sky blue and it's got brown and white that's brown it's, uh... <laughs> I don't know familiar with it spread through it and it's got a brown sky blue and white collar and it's sponsored by ATMAs it's worn by match winner and, and I know that um, you can tell us a bit about this one, Sandy. I know a lot of folk are very keen to, to get one of these because they talk to me about it. I mean, that's, uh, uh, you know, pardon the crudeness, but it is affectionately known as a bird shirt shirt. Yes. And uh, it's, a, it's an interesting shirt because, again, these are one of these, it's almost iconic in its beauty slash ugliness. It is so unique. And I think... Uh, Interestingly, again, as a match worn, they are they are like hen's teeth. Mm -hmm. You very very seldom see anything of that nature. Yeah. But over the over the last year, the kind of early stage of the pandemic, for example, these shirts were literally hen's teeth, mm -hmm. and they were of such high value when they were coming on the market. There was a massive clamour for that particular shirt. There was, and it, it, for some reason, I think it's just it's it's so out there in the shirt it makes it. Desirable. I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, you go back, think back uh, to the Coventry City kit. Yeah, it was chocolate right. brown. Yes, described as in the late seventies, wasn't it? And again, like a sky blue issue there, it's become hugely sought after. Um, and as you say, big, yeah. big prices when it comes in the market. Really. Yeah. And, a lot and it's interesting though, for for any of the, any of the. People who are interested in shirts or that's listening or even further afield, it's an, it's only at times like these you reflect back when you realise how your club has some wonderful shirts. 
going yeah. back to Dane, when you look at that particular shirt speaking about, that whole match winner era, mm-hmm. some of the shirts are iconic, they're fantastic. Yeah. You just never realised it at the time. No. You know, no. match winner, if you go back in the day, it was almost like a kind of joke. It was not, didn't really have the kind of, the sort of credibility in the, in the, the, the part, you know, match winner, it was a bit of a kind of peacocks or a, you know, kind of, yeah. Yeah. a cheap garment that didn't have the kind of association with the big brand. But yeah. you look back now and you say, bloody hell, some beautiful shirts was produced in the day. Yeah. Absolutely. And say, that, that one, whoever came up with that design, it is so unique. Uh, I can't even see, I can't even remember another team with a similar design. No, I don't think so. Um, but even even the sponsors, you know, the, going through some of the sponsors we mentioned, Mitchell and Spurs earlier for um, for younger listeners, was, was a gardening company no, in Kilmarnock at the time. And the sponsor that followed that up was Poor Hill Joinery. Which again is a local company. Um, and then of course we had ATMAs for some time. And I know that I know the ATMAs um just in between. Just between the um you had AT, uh, A plant as well. A plant again, local, that's right. You had A plant, um yeah. But this is the thing with it, as you're saying with Match Winner wasn't wasn't a, a well-known brand of manufacturer like Admiral or, or Adidas or Umbro. And I, I don't know if sponsorship at that time kind of reflected where the club was as well. You know, that we were we were at, down there at the bottom of the, the old first division. And it was only really these local sponsors that we could attract. Yeah. I think, again, getting back to the days, it's almost that evolution of the sponsorship going back to the very first ones. <clears throat> Big business perhaps didn't realise it as a, a good as, as good a marketing opportunity as it is perhaps now. Mm-hmm. So the, the local it was very much a local initiative, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's reflected back on even the very, very first shot of an ATM is again. If anybody's got any of them out there, um, you know, my put it put in a bank vault somewhere. <laughs> but you know, your very, very first ATM is, then you're moving into, as I say, your Mitchell Struthers and your Tour Hills and your, your A-plant, all local. Even your, your very first ATM is very local business. At the time, yeah. And it, it, it just reflected that localism agenda with your football clubs, plus, plus the early days of sponsorship. No idea much it cost to sponsor a club back in the day or sponsor your shirt, but it probably wouldn't have been a great deal of money. No. And yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that, as we were mentioning earlier, with the current Hummel kit, we're getting yeah. to get back to Browning's the Baker. Yes. Um, and I know we're, we are very uh, fortunate, we're, we're very grateful to, to a man there who's, who's a, a well-known uh, Kelly fan, um, being able to, to put the sponsorship up for this season. But it's, you know, we kind of come full circle on this, that we've gone back to, to that local sponsor again. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I think the big, you know, nobody can ever, you know, say anything other than positively the QTS period of support. I mean, it's been exceptional, not only for the first team, but for the club as a whole. You know, it's been exceptional, that support. But it's wonderful to see local support coming in from Brownings. And again, hopefully they will get the benefit as as a commercial entity through the sponsorship and their brand getting recognised further afield. Perhaps not the the best of seasons to have that, but nonetheless, you know it's it's a come on, it's a big club in that true sense, and it it 
can you know can be visible across quite a lot of countries. There's no doubt about it. Certainly in the UK, I'm hoping Brownies get the exposure that their investment deserves. Yeah, absolutely. So having having now been collecting the match form side of shots for, for some time, um, and as I said, with your, your Twitter profile, you put up some beautiful examples of shots mm. there, um, some that you've quite recently picked up. Are there any that, that stand out in particular as favourites or favourite favorite players, maybe? Yeah, I think for me, the, the majority of shots that... Um, I mean, Kelly Marchworms is a kind of a dual approach. It's myself and my son. So it's a kind of father and son started as a bit of a hobby again when we put it on Twitter. And uh, so it's a kind of double-edged or a, sort of a dual approach, shall we say, to, to now evolve in the shirt collection. Certainly for myself, the some of the shirts or the majority of shirts do have a story. They do have something that, uh, that, that mean quite a lot to me on a personal basis. The... Certainly, the the, the favourite that is the seventy four seventy five Admiral. It's just for me, it's an iconic shot. We again, we had one a few years ago that the that was a fifteen sixteen home, where you know the weekend orange collar that could be that a wee bit more. Could be almost sympathetic to that shot. Yeah, but it was, again, it's done it's purely for the very first shot I can remember Commander playing in, and then my first ever shot as a boy that you say very, very fortunate to have replicas because replicas weren't as common as they are now, way back in the day either. And that's definitely the, the most important shot I have. I think that the, a wee bit more contemporary for me is the one of the real favourites and probably one of my most favourite players I've ever seen at Robbie Plant is uh, Eremenko. Right, yeah. And it's, it's a combination of the, the shot which I particularly love. Uh, so it's a 2010-11 home shot, but it's also about the story, how I came about it. Was, which, uh, you know, to me, it's quite funny, but for everybody else, it's probably the same all the rubbish. But it was up at Motherwell. Um, and he's, he's torrential, torrential rain that night. That was absolutely brutal. And I think it was Alexei. I think he'd been suspended for the final game. And uh, that was his last game. So he came on after the game, threw his boots into the crowd. Oh, yeah. um, it was torrential. It was absolutely torrential. But to, ironically, Mother was always been quite a fortunate place for myself to pick up a shot or two for some strange reason. Right. So we, we were round, round, just donned round to get the car and uh, Alexei and a couple of players come out. And there was quite a lot of Motherwell fans about, but no commander supporters. And uh, it was my son and, and uh, my best mate and his son, so the four of us were there. So when I seen Alexis on my mate, uh, you know, pushed me out the road to run over and asked him for something. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I saw so Alexis handed him the shot, his shots. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked by him us and uh, I says, anything else, Alex? And he handed me his shirt. <laughs> and it was like, bloody hell, my mate was absolutely fuming. So he just threw me his shots as well because he wanted his shirt. Yeah. And uh, then he went on that taunty bus and Alexis signed the, the match ticket we had. So not, not only a beautiful shot, the story has a wee bit personal touch to it, but to have a, a shot handed from a, a, a maestro. A very for those, for those who've seen, he, he was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like yourself, I've also another beauty which I was given to from a, a an absolute gentleman 
um, recently who donated it to the collection. It was like yourself with an 80, 89 hoop shirt, the Tour Hill Joinery. Right. Won by Rob Riley and Gordon Wilde. Oh, yeah. And uh, the gentleman who knows who he is and will be forever grateful for him. He, he wanted it just because he liked what I was doing on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the, the reason we're doing Twitter is just to showcase the shots that the club has. Sure. And you know, I don't, I don't believe for myself personally to have loads of shots stuck in a cupboard and nobody sees them. I like to be able to show them, and hopefully, some of our listeners and the fans who follow the page like what they see, and they get a wee bit of just a wee bit of interest in, you know, on our great club and, and the range of shots we've had. And you know, I'm very, very fortunate that oh, I'm able to access some shots and people have donated, yeah. and I, I feel like in a duty to be able to to spread the message a wee bit further afield and hence I'll always post what we have. But getting back to the point, you know, I think uh, I've got so many, I would class, class as real, real beauties. Yeah. Re absolute beautiful shots. Some some because of the quality player, some just because of the aesthetic of the shot, some because of, you know, the rarity. Yeah. And again, some, some to any collector, there's some item means more to them than perhaps someone else and vice versa yeah absolutely um and I, as you as you say earlier it, for a lot of people i'm sure it's the same that they would be keen if we were starting collecting now to to go back and make sure that they managed to get the one that maybe it was the first season they started watching killing yes. in particular and they would they would probably want home and away and it takes you back to those those days definitely um, and those, as you're, you're saying, a tremendous story about Eremenko there, for example. But when you've maybe met, you know, a couple of players under whatever circumstances after a match or they're just coming out of the, the stadium and you manage to have a chat. Um, I know that, I mean, even getting to meet a, a player, and I do have one of his shots. One of my favourite Kelly players is Andy McLaren. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... You know, Andy was only with us for, for two or three seasons. He was a really, really good player for us back in um, the early 2000s. But I remember watching Andy McLaren playing uh -huh. when he broke through at Dundee United, and I just loved his style of play. Yes. And he just, he just always seemed like, seemed like a character to me. Um, a tremendous player. And then I, I know he had some well-documented yes. um, problems off the pitch. Which, which fortunately, uh, thankfully, he managed to overcome eventually, and he does some tremendous work now. Um, but I managed to pick up an Andy McLaren shot from when he scored two goals against Rangers. Right. We uh, did lose the game 4 2, but I got yeah. McLaren's shot. And I managed to meet the great man um, finally, as I'd always wanted to. It was after Chris Boyd's testimonial a couple, oh, of, yes. a couple of years ago. And uh, Andy was playing, and he, he came out, and we had a good chat um, afterwards. And that that meant the world to me, you know. Yes. Um, because I had, and I, I told him this, I was able to tell him, you know, you're one of my, my favourite players, and I remember yes. breaking through at United, and and you could see really, it, it really quite touched him. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because the players on the whole are just guys like you and I, just decent guys. They're, you know, the passions football. Yeah, there's a couple of people who maybe maybe more look at it as a career, but on the whole, they all love the sport. And 
on the whole, a lot of them are quite keen just to have a wee chat. I think as long as you don't kind of encroach too much and yeah. and, and they're overwhelmed. But if you get people who you, you've got the time of day and they have got the ability of a chat, you find them very down to earth and, and happy to have that wee chat. And interesting, I've got um, you know a similar story where um, what, one of my favourite players and, and still a modern player is Craig Bryson. Yeah, Love Bryson, and again, thoroughly deserved his move into uh, Derby and such like. But going back to mention my son, my son was in was in the hospital many years ago, um, uh, and I had arranged through the club just to lift his spirits. And lo and behold, Craig Bryson and Ryan Leary turned up. Right. to the hospital just out of the blue and um, brought shirts along from Matthew and uh, you know the match shirts that they had said that was you know for my own personal collection and it was just like we gestures like that no need no need to do it but how powerful a statement you know they'd finished their training they said we'll nip in and, and support some that needed a wee bit of a bit of help and it was just wonderful to see no, and you know they, they do leave such an imprint in you as not only a, as a fan but as a human being. It's brilliant, yeah. and a lot of the guys are like that. I don't think I don't think to be honest, a lot of players get the credit for the social element and that kind of charitable work they do. I have yeah. to say, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's as you say, players that you when you do come across them, and I, I can't think of any. Um, obviously, I wouldn't name names anyway if, if I could, but I can't genuinely think of any that I've ever come across, and, and it's been many over the years in passing um, yeah. in rugby park that um, I haven't found to be, you know, really down to earth, really decent guys. Mm-hmm. And I know my son, um, you know, he's been going with me for a few years now, and, and he he really enjoys sometimes waiting just outside rugby park just to get a photo or yeah an autograph and, and they're always really good with him you know as well and, and they take, yes. that, take that time and um, and you, you appreciate it and, and as you say football players often get a bad rap you know folks see them as overpaid and prima donnas but, but I don't think I don't think our club um, has ever had, had that as a problem No I think again we're fortunate because I think in some ways a lot of our players are still you know, accessible the, in a sense, and I don't mean that, you know, they're readily available, but mm-hmm. you can see them in relatively close proximity. You go down to England and you, the fans, the young kids don't even see the players. They see them yeah. on the park, but, you know, after the game, they're into tunnels and they come out vehicles and you, you're nowhere near them. Mm-hmm. But at least some of these guys are, are available. Sometimes at the end of games, you can get a photograph and for the young ones, a, an autograph. And not so young, perhaps, as well, getting an autograph. <laughs> There's no shame in that. Absolutely, absolutely. I know. But well, that's uh, been a, a fantastic chat tonight, Sandy. Thank you very, very much for being being the guest tonight on the first episode of Kelly Memorabilia, and I look forward to, to us getting together again. Yeah, um, no, d- definitely. I'll, I'll just I'll, the listeners won't see this, but I'm going to just give you a quick. Um, Quick image of my latest acquisition, which is an absolute stunner. So I don't know if you can see the front of this one. Yeah, it's the current season. And it's a wee bit in the dirty side. Right. And it's worldwide. Yeah, you don't need to say who it is, but it will be probably coming out at the weekend. Okay, I'm not going to say the name. Um, I would say, yeah, my my jaw is hitting the ground. (laughs) That's acquisition. so it's uh, that's the latest uh, the collection and uh, 
That's privilege is probably an understatement. That's that's gold, Sandy. That is gold. As I say, it I won't reveal. So... I won't reveal it. I'll let you do that in Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, so that's just. I thought I'd bring that just to kind of conclude the call. But oh, a, a really good to have a conversation, Rob, and uh, really appreciate the time and. More than happy to join the the cast at later later time if Absolutely. you want to chat a bit more. Absolutely, and the the two web the, not websites that we have, but um, I'm hope, hoping to get this up later tonight. And the Twitter feeds in uh, are Kelly Memorabilia and Kilmarnock Match Worn Shirts, and you'll see a lot more from both uh, myself, Rab, and also Sandy. On those sites, we, we do appreciate the followers that we have. We get a lot of kind messages, I know, because I, I do obviously follow Sandy's site. Um, and a lot of people making, you know, very kind and positive comments, I think, on some of the stuff we put up, you know. Um, and particularly, we've been focusing tonight in shirts, but we're going to be getting into talking about programmes. We're going to be talking about photos. We're going to be talking a bit more about the history of the club and issues to come and there's going to be a lot more of these just stories yeah. that I think we have about meeting players and some matches from the past that we remember as well so thank you very much Sandy yeah. I think it was just one final thing Robin that you know it's I'm sure I'd speak for yourself as well if any of our you know collectors of old or, or people who's getting into the collecting if they need any advice guidance or help just please drop us a message we're more than happy to give our time and, you know, help help develop into that. You know, their passion can grow, and if we can help anybody yeah. in any way, shape, or form, please drop us a quick note, and we'll get back to them as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for that, Sandy. That's that's really worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's maybe some recent shots that you're you're on the lookout for, um, and I know I know folk, and I'm sure you you're the same, Sandy. Folk do send me messages through the the memorabilia. Yeah, Twitter site and, and they ask, you know, advice at times and also if I, if I have <laughs> a yes. particular shirt or a particular programme and I'm always delighted to be able to help people out, you know, yep. where I can. Um, and so we're, we're more than, we're both more than willing to do that. Yeah. So we look forward to uh, episode two. We look forward to Kelly. Getting up out of that relegation zone and going in a wee Scottish Cup run, I think, as well. Now that that's uh, kicking off next week, I think it is. In fact, Peterhead, Stenhouse, Muir, our opponents are, are playing at this very moment. So we'll yeah. watch that one with interest to see where we're going uh, next weekend. So thank you yeah. for listening tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you... Um, Remember some of the shirts we've been mentioning. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you've got your own favourites. And feel free as well on Twitter to, to let us know. Give us some comments. Tell us about your own favourite shirts. Tell us about your own memories um, and any shirts you're looking out for. So stay safe. Take care. Thank you again. And good night for me. Cheers. Good mate. night. Take care. That went well. Yeah. Is that is that is your hour the kind of time limit you have for that?